0: Hey! Hey, everybody! Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy, and I'm Shelves, and we hope you guys can totally relate. All right, you guys, we are sitting down with a lovely, educated, beautiful beautiful person who has stepped into our lives. You might want to get your notepads out. We're going to learn a lot, take some notes. We are so pleased to bring on a trauma specialist, Anna Marquez, whom we love so much. Welcome back to the pod, Anna. Thank you very much for having
1: me again.
2: Yay! yay. One of the missions or one of the purposes of this podcast is to help share the message of things we wish we knew when we were younger. So this episode is oh, this is it, this is the thing for me. Today Mm -hmm. we are going to sit down and talk with Anna about boundaries. Boundaries. Dun, 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 dun.
0: (laughs) Yes, which I would be willing to say is the number one biggest thing that I have been needing to have a conversation about. So I'm so excited for you to be here. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I feel like this is like maybe a buzzword.
1: I think it gets thrown around a Mm -hmm, lot. What is a boundary? Okay. So the best definition that I found is boundaries are the psychological, spiritual, physical, and mental distance that I keep between myself and people that allows me to love them and myself at the same time.
2: Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Wow. Okay. Wrap it up. Whoa. Okay. So that allows you to love yourself and that other person at the same time. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Also, what I hear you saying is (laughs) boundaries are not a punishment. Boundaries are
1: for you. So that would be the difference between a boundary and an ultimatum, right? Okay. It is the intention. So an ultimatum, an ultimatum has the intention of persuading another person into behaving the way that I want. And if they don't, then I establish a punishment, right? Yeah. A boundary has the intention of creating safety so we can remain loving the other person while staying safe ourselves, right? There are no punishment in boundaries, only outcomes. Outcomes might feel like a punishment to someone that banks on you not having boundaries. But that doesn't mean that that's a punishment. It's just an outcome. Like, the outcome of, like, if every time I visit you, you cause at me. And, you know, my boundary is like, well, I don't have anybody that causes at me. I don't like that, right? So I just, I'll create physical distance between you and I. Like, I probably am not going to visit you as often because it doesn't seem like that is being respected. You might feel like that's a punishment. Well, you're punishing me for being who I am. You know, it's like, no. I'm creating that safety so that I can remain loving you. Because if I stay in that relationship where you cause at me, I'm not going to have the ability to continue to love you and not feel resentment yeah. towards you or myself.
3: Yeah.
2: From the outside looking in, a boundary and an ultimatum might look very similar, but it's the intention that you feel on the inside that makes the difference. Could be. Okay. Could be. Give
1: okay. an example.
2: Okay, well let's give the um the example like I keep coming over your house and you keep swearing at me. You keep calling me mean names. So maybe maybe I want to keep coming over your house. So but then I would say like if you keep swearing at me, I'm not going to come over anymore. Maybe that's an ultimatum. But like how you said it was just like, "Oh, I'm just creating natural space
1: where like I'm not I'm not popping over as much because I don't want to be, I, well, is your intention to control me to stop swearing at you or is it, or or is, or are you intending to create safety in our relationship? Yeah. Mm. Yeah,
2: exactly. So maybe only the person who is placing the boundary knows that, that my intention is to create safety, even though you might see it as an ultimatum.
0: Yep. And maybe that person who feels that it's an ultimatum, it's their job to ask clarifying questions. Yep. Hey, Chris, I've noticed there's been some space.
3: Yep. You haven't been
0: coming over lately. Yeah.
1: Did I do something wrong?
0: Yep. Oh, perfect opportunity for me to talk to you about
1: yep. why I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Clarification. Absolutely. When there's a, there's a boundary set, you just clarify. Uh, what is happening for you that my boundaries, are, like, in, in the case of the swearing, right? Like, I, hey, Carissa, you're swearing at me. Not just swearing, because, like, that, that wouldn't be... I mean, you could place a boundary with that, too. Like, say that you're just very religious and you just don't want swearing around you. That's fine, right? And so I set the boundary, and you just don't follow it. And so uh, clarification from both sides. Hey, Carissa, like, what? What's happening for you that my boundaries are difficult to follow? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Annie, you know it just so happened that when I get very upset, like sometimes I just wear at people. I, you know, okay, so then let's this let's, let's create a repair after that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we can we can dance around that, right? So if I have good internal emotion, emotional boundaries, the reaction of others to my boundaries will not feel as compelling to me to modify my boundaries. Okay. Right, so so if you just don't follow my boundary, then whether you're mad at me or not, it's not gonna compel me to change my boundary because I have good emotional and internal boundaries. Yeah, you getting mad has nothing to do with whether I put set a boundary or not. And we have to own boundaries because sometimes it's me, it's not you. Yeah right? Yeah. There is this example that I use a lot with my children about the lactose intolerance, right? Mm-hmm. Some people can drink milk, some people can't. They'll make them good or bad, right? Sometimes boundaries are like that. I can't metabolize as much as you can, right? Yeah. So yeah, sorry, I can't have milk, but milk is good. For me, milk is not good.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Hold up. I hear so many themes already. Okay, so you've already addressed accountability Of your own emotions, yeah. which I feel like it wasn't necessarily taught growing up or in our society to like have accountability over my own emotions. What is that and how do you do that? Because for me, it's easier to be like, well, you did this, so I'm going to do that instead of I feel safe like this, so
1: I'm going to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, so you, what, what I hear you saying is, is, for you, boundaries sometimes feel more reactive. Yes. So there might be an unsafe person around you. Yes. Because in most relationships, we don't even have to be verbal about our boundaries. Mm. Most of us, we continuously set and follow boundaries in the way that we interact. With some people, we have to be more vocal for example, with people with abusive tendencies, uh, we get more vocal and it feels a little harder and it, it makes sense because abnormal circumstances require abnormal measures. Yeah. Right, so it feels a little hard because they typically take the boundaries as a punishment. Yes. So when I set a boundary with a person that with abusive tendencies, they will get upset. Yeah. And if I don't have good emotional internal boundaries, then I'm going to feel like then maybe my boundary is a bad boundary. Yeah. Because they got mad at me. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, it is it is accountable. And sometimes like just like that lack of safety, because I hear you saying it feels like more reactive to me, like my boundaries feel more reactive. So they might be like an unsafe circumstance in your life where you feel like you have to constantly reinstate or restate Mm -hmm. uh, verbally some boundary because for most people you don't have to say I don't ever I have never have to tell you Carissa please don't gaslight me yeah I've never had to say that yeah even if our realities might be different sometimes because you're so upbeat and outgoing and I'm so introverted (laughs) yeah You know, yeah. our realities are very different a lot of the times. Yeah. And I've never had to question my reality around you. Yeah. It, but there are people that can't hold other people's experience. Yeah. And they have to make it wrong in order for them to be right.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. What about, like, boundaries for yourself? So for me, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to yell at you
1: anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but then I yell at you that makes me feel like I'm the toxic person
1: yeah we we have this common theme in pop psychology right now the narcissism right yes like everybody is calling their ex a narcissist uh-huh. because we all have narcissistic traits in one way or the other when I say let's use a yelling example when I say well uh, to my kids I am so sorry I yell at you, I don't wanna yell at you. Mm-hmm. Right? And then next time I get triggered, I just yell and realize that. The thing about relationships is you have to con- consider the disabilities of your, your loved ones. One, relationships are ma- made of repair. Yes, while good moments in relationships are do build connection, the real vulnerable connection is in the repair. And so, okay, I do have this disability. It it sounds like if you have an issue with anger, very, very, very likely you have some PTSD, right? Because that's one of the markers of PTSD It's like, you know, explosive outbursts or whatever. Okay, so hey family, I have a problem with my nervous system that this is what it's gonna look like. I will be accountable. None of my reactions have anything to do with you. I'm very sorry if I hurt you in this way, right? Mm -hmm. And I just repair and repair and repair.
0: Yeah. What's
1: that emotion?
0: I just am like, sometimes I don't want to act in a way that I act. So it's like, how do I create a boundary with some of my own actions? Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I I just this is why I think like this this pop psych of like calling people toxic and calling people narcissists, it's not very helpful.
3: Yeah.
1: Because like we we are dehumanizing a lot of people that are working on very very hard stuff. Mm-hmm. We're a very traumatized generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Repair is repair. A lot of the like my my internal boundary is when I. You know, when a part of me that's still working on stuff gets triggered, I repair. I own it and I repair. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing, people do have the right to say, it's too much, mm-hmm. and, and I, I can own that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is too much, I get that.
2: Yeah. Okay, let's stick with this yelling analogy. So I notice, gall. I'm really yelling a lot and I would like to not yell so much. I think I need a boundary with myself so that I can communicate in a way that I, a way that I would like to communicate more than just yelling at people. So how do you, how do you make a boundary with yourself? We can talk about other people next, but like, how do you make a boundary with yourself? Like, how do you, where do you start? I don't want to yell anymore. Okay or as much, <laughs> is as much a better, a more well, realistic thing? Hmm. Where do we start? How do we make a boundary about that?
1: Um, I use this tool with my clients. It's a, it's, a, it's a very behavioral tool, but it's very helpful to just like, kind of get like, your foot started there. You know, you kind of write in a sheet, triggers, right? And so, okay, what was my trigger this time? Well, this, right? What did my body feel? Okay, body sensations, boom, 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 right? Like my, fed, my face got red, my breathing got shallow, right? Like you start slowing down the process and you write it down every time that you have like a blow up inc- incident, okay? Uh, my body sensations and then the stories that I'm telling myself, stories that I'm telling myself is a way that I interpret something, the way that even if you're right, it's still a story right? Mm -hmm. Even if I'm 100% sure that that's what happened, it's still a story, right? My kid just would not listen and laughed in my face and like punched his brother, like the story I'm telling myself, right? Typically, it's like, okay, body sensations, the story I'm telling myself, what does it mean about me? What does it mean about me if that's what's happening, right? Like, well, that I'm a horrible mom, that my kid is going to suffer in their lives, right? So all the automatic thoughts start coming, right? And, it, oh, there you go. I, it's not, um, it's more like the automatic thoughts. And so after you list the automatic thoughts, and usually it's like, I don't know, typically at least four, you know, I'm a horrible mom, he's gonna be a failure as a human, you know, like, we have, like, all these automatic thoughts, and then we slow it down, okay, what is a real fear behind if I'm a a horrible mom, what's so bad about that, well, it means that I'm not good enough, okay, what, what's so bad about my kid being a horrible person, like, oh, well, it reflects on my goodness, or, you know, and it's just, we just get a little bit more deep and we try to understand like what's really the trigger, right? Because the trigger was my kid just talk back at me. Okay. And then we just like, start like breaking it out and it just 99.9% of the time is I'm not good enough, I'm not, you know, uh, I don't deserve, whatever, right? Uh, you write boundaries that I need for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my kid talks back at me. I know that I'm going to feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. I know that it's going to trigger a child part of me or whatever, and then I start setting boundaries around that. Okay. What do I need to do? Like, do I need to take a break and just comfort that inner child? Do I need to like? What do I need to do? And it's gonna look very different. And I strongly encourage you to go to your therapist and and break down every instance, especially like when you see like behaviors that. You're wanting to stop. They're not gonna stop if you have like just a mental boundary. You're gonna have to do some trauma work, behavioral work. You know, there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of work around that. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're repetitive behaviors, right? They're compulsions, they're addictions, they're PTSD. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. is just break it down. Find find the the core belief that is like driving, like the exile. That that's what we called in IFS. Find the the core negative belief of yourself that that instance is triggering so that you can set boundaries around that.
2: So this takes awareness and accountability. Uh, Yeah.
1: Nobody makes us feel shit. Mm.
2: Are you sure? Tell me more.
1: (laughs) Give me an example.
2: Okay. When you yell at me, that
1: makes me feel really sad. When I yell at you, it has more to do with where I'm at. So the fact that you're taking it personal is because there's a part of you that is taking it personal. You don't have to like it, though. Yeah. Because anger, (laughs) interesting that we were talking about anger, uh, our angry parts are the parts that hold our boundaries.
2: Okay. Right? Tell me more.
1: If I I walk at you, because you're like, when... Let's instead of saying like they're yelling, let's just say like I got on your face, like literal physical. Like, I got on your face, okay. right? It's very likely that your body is going to start feeling anger or mm-hmm. sadness, right? Mm-hmm. Your body will feel that because that is saying, hey, this is my space. So yeah. our angry parts hold our boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Anger is a very good emotion that is telling us, oh, there's a limit over here, right?
2: Oh my gosh, and this is why this is why anger is close like tied closely to PTSD. Because it's trying to show you there are
1: limits here. Yeah. And again, this is that's a beautiful example because with PTSD the anger happens a lot faster and, and, and more. And again, we have to own it. it's mine. Maybe I am more easily provoked. Absolutely. It's mine. Maybe I can drink milk. It's mine, right? Mm, So when someone yells at me, I don't take it personal. But for you, it triggers a feeling of sadness. Mm -hmm. When someone yells at me, I'm like, wow, like, they must be going through something really hard. Yeah. Right? For me, I I have other triggers. Yelling is not one. Yeah. (laughs) Right? But for you, yelling is, ooh, something gets triggered. And so that's a boundary for you. There's a boundary there to be found. Yeah. Yeah but it's yours
2: yeah here's the other thing I feel like that is difficult to understand or, or to actually put into practice so oftentimes I feel like people will say like oh I have a boundary and then I just expect you to hold that boundary for me like I told you that's my boundary so how do we hold our own boundaries and what's the difference like how do you get to a place where you can do that versus being like
1: yeah I told you Annie Like, you need to respect my boundaries. It sounds like you have a person that doesn't hold boundaries (laughs) around you because that, you know, having like a secure relationship, like, you don't find that. No, you don't have to. Yeah. It's like, I mean, how many times have you had to set a boundary that I don't follow? Never. You know? Never. Yeah. And it's been years of our friendship because in most relationships, it's like, boundaries are just like the very simple requests like oh I mean as stupid as it is everybody knows that I'm very sensitive with food so what do you do you always have meat for me and I don't eat bread and I don't have like the American breakfast like you know and it's it's like I mean it's not a boundary necessarily but you know my preferences how about that yeah yeah boundaries are just preferences yeah it really that's just it yeah you know like boundaries are just preferences. Hey, yeah. I prefer this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when it I, and when it crosses to that level, like, I start feeling a little bit more discomfort. Like, it doesn't yeah. work for me.
2: Yeah.
1: What was your question again? How, how, oh, how yeah. do we yes. hold our
2: boundary instead of expecting other people to do so?
1: Well, that would be not having an emotional boundary, right? So, how about this? Can I rephrase that yes. into a question? What's the relationship between boundaries and blame? Yes. Right? Okay, so... If we don't have proper emotional boundaries, we tend to blame others for what we do and how we feel.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, for example. What? If we do not have proper emotional boundaries, we tend to blame others for what we do and how we feel.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For example, if I don't know how to say no, I'll be over resentment for those that did not respect my non-verbal boundary. Yes. Me, hmm okay. Okay. Typically, I will start blaming them for my inability to say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They should have known, mm-hmm. right?
2: Or okay, hold on. Or this one, this is this is what gets me. I would have done it for you. You know what I mean? Like uh. I I wouldn't make you do that, or I would do that for you. Mm. You're not doing it for me.
1: Yeah, resentment in the end, right? Yeah. Whatever story you're telling yourself. Yes, it is resentment. So, or if a person reacts poorly to my boundary setting. Mm-hmm and I force myself to modify my boundaries so that they're not mad at me. Then why even have the boundary? That will also build resentment and eventually blame. Right? So that's what you're saying. How do I make people hold my boundary? Yeah. If they don't hold it, then you move... Then what's your boundary with yourself? Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Holding your boundary is your work. Your work. Yeah. So, and I feel like in... In our society, especially around here, there's a religious institution that I think actively teaches people to not have boundaries. So I don't think I'm, like, the only person who, like, has a hard time with this. But, like, it is hard to understand that, like, oh, it's my work to hold my boundary.
1: Well, when I say blame, I don't mean, like, you blaming the other person only. You do also self-blame.
0: Yeah, like, oh, Oh, like, I don't mean it. I should have
1: known better. I could have... I should have worded it differently. Mm-hmm. Oh. I should have asked in a different way. Mm-hmm. I should have said it more aggressively. I should have said it more gently. I should have... Okay, so I'm sooner. leaving. You know, <laughs> I'm
0: done. <laughs> I'm out.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: So, it's not just letting the other person. It's also... No, it's
1: yourself. just that. It that's what happens when I'm not secure in my boundaries is I use blame. I'm gonna self blame or other blame. Yeah.
0: You had said emotional boundaries.
1: You said when you don't have like emotional boundaries. Yeah. You know, this trend of like pop psychology, everybody's like now an empath.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, which is so that,
1: well that is lack of emotional boundaries pretty much. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. Okay. That's like the you made me feel thing. I
1: like, gather that your energy was blah, 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 blah. That is gaslighting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I can't gather your energy. Well, there is a fact, though. Our nervous system pick up each other. Yes, mm-hmm. that is a fact. 85% of our communication is nonverbal, and it comes from like our nervous system picking up on each other. Yes. But I cannot interpret that for you. That's gaslighting. Mm. your energy feels like no it doesn't it's not that yeah right you can get curious hey is there something going on for you yeah
2: so this whole thing like oh i'm in i'm i'm an empath i'm so empathetic this is like that everybody has access to my emotional energy
1: yeah, that's what that is? Well, that's, yeah, some people say that, and some people say, like, I can pick up on other people's energy. Yeah, they, they, there's a lot of, like, different ways to define that, but in, in the end, it's just, like, yeah, a lack of, of emotional and, and mental boundaries in general. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So would that basically be, like, me, you come in, and I notice that something feels off to me. That's me just picking up that... Mm-hmm something feels wrong, whether I'm reading something in your body language Mm -hmm. or however, then I say, hey, is everything okay? Like you, like something feels off. Yeah. You have the opportunity to, to tell me if something is the matter or you say, oh no, I'm actually totally fine. Yeah. Me having emotional boundaries would be like, okay, Anna's fine. And, like, leaving it at that, like, so, but the lack would be... If there's
1: safety in our relationship, if I'm always gaslighting you, and if there's evidence to that, then, you know, there's evidence to that, then you have to set a boundary and say, like, I feel like that something is off right now. Okay. So, so evidence is also important in, in relationships, right? Like, can you trust me?
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. So, okay, okay, the, keep going. You're blowing my mind. You're just dropping mad wisdom on us.
1: It really is not a one-size-fit-all. Like, boundaries are very much like a, a metabolism thing. It's a, it's a preference thing. as a, right, how we interact with each other is a preference thing. Well, yeah.
2: So when you first, like, let's say, okay, I've lived, in, I've lived a, an unboundaried life for a long time, and now... I'm starting to bring awareness to my body and I recognize like, oh, like, I actually don't do well in this environment, so, like, I'm going to put myself in that environment less or, or I, mm-hmm. I have a, I, a... physical boundary? Yeah. You mean? Okay. Yeah. So, let's say I, I implement a physical boundary and people don't like it because that will happen. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like, help console that or, or, or encourage someone to like, yeah, not everyone's going to like your boundary, but you can still hold it.
0: I'll give you a real life example. I'm struggling with my, my my relationship with my in-laws. Sometimes uh, that boundary gets questioned a lot. It's like, okay, well, you cannot like my boundary, but it's still in place or like...
1: Well, the reason why you're saying that boundary is because there is a part of you saying there's a limit here being crossed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? So... It's not so much that you need to tell yourself something, but that you need to visit that part of you that you're honoring.
2: Having emotional, physical, mental boundaries for yourself is a way to honor yourself. Yourself.
0: I'm going to take this a weird direction and you tell me if this is even. So like you're in a traumatic event when you're younger or something happens and there are uh, triggers that go into that where you're like, okay, maybe really loud music is too hard for me. Um, And so, but you're my partner or something and you're like, I want to throw you a really big party. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, that's triggering something Mm -hmm. in me. And rather than turning on that part of myself and being like, why can't you
1: just accept just accept that Mm -hmm. or like
0: they're just trying to love you or they're just showing this it's rather than finding that blame you're saying i'm honoring that part of myself that hurts Mm
3: -hmm. and that
0: i feel like that changes the whole narrative yeah where it's no longer about like standing ground you're like oh i'm actually nurturing a part of myself that actively still needs nurturing whether Mm -hmm. anybody else thinks it's him ha or whatever, yeah. you know, it's like
1: And here's the thing, Shelves, like anybody that loves you is gonna wanna honor that too. Oh. Like that. Okay. Like if I if I know that you are lactose intolerant, why would I wanna give you a glass of milk? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's not oh, okay. You yeah. can't metabolize this. I'll get you coconut milk.
0: Yeah. So then why do we make it so confusing? Like, what is, like, where Where does this term gaslighting come into play with boundaries? And
1: So I've found a few things. Sometimes i found that what happens is we think that in order for us to be right, someone's got to be wrong. Okay. And so sometimes when someone's reality doesn't match with us, there is a part of us that is, like, trigger, like well then one of us must be right you know yeah. and it's like no, no it's not necessarily like that with boundaries no it's just i don't metabolize as much as you do in this manner and it's just very simple hearing you say this it it does feel very simple it does why why do we think boundaries are so hard then some interactions, some people that struggle with boundaries will—it will be very difficult to have boundaries with those people. Mm-hmm. And if you insist on having those relationships, or you insist on blaming yourself for the interaction, or or your experience is getting gaslit, you will find yourself. I mean, abnormal situations require abnormal c- circumstances, so. You'll be trying to reinstate boundaries and, or maybe if I set them this way, and that's when boundaries become complicated. But when have you felt with Taryn uh, that boundaries are hard?
3: Never. Right.
1: When, when, when have we in this table felt that boundaries are hard? Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, just think about your safe relationships and it's like, no, it's, it's, it's actually very simple, and if it's not simple, then what boundary are you not honoring for yourself? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm always gonna put the plug for therapy. Like yeah. if you if you are seeing patterns in your life, and you you're and, and and this is what I tell my clients, I have the smartest, most awesome, interesting people as my clients. Mm. And I can totally see, like, if they were in my clients, they most definitely would have been my buddies, <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. Like, and, and they're smart people. It's like, we can't do this therapy thing to ourselves. If you keep seeing, like, patterns repeat, it's, it's like a trauma response, very likely. Yeah, okay. Very likely there is a boundary you're not on, and very likely there's a part of you that you have exiled that you're not aware of, or something. Yeah. It depends. It really depends. But if there's a pattern happening to you over and over, it's not that you attract narcissists or everybody around you is toxic. Maybe the pattern is the way you're interacting with people. Maybe it's not that you attract toxic people. Maybe it's you keep them around for too long.
0: I just feel like people take these things that feel so complex, and you're literally laying them out as like, it is actually very simple, and it just comes back to a few internal checkpoints, and it could alleviate the entire problem that I feel in my personal life, I've drug out for years, you know, or for like ongoing, and it just takes these few little redirects. Mm -hmm. It
1: seems so simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a preference like this is why we have our group of friends because some people prefer certain things over the others and you know in my relationships I like this and so when I see a person that is not I don't know I don't know uh, oh, let's just say like someone that has a religious affiliation right like and the, everything for them is like back to the bible or something like mm-hmm. that works amazing for some people go them Mm -hmm. right? Yay. And then they unite with other people that that's like, that's their boundary. My boundary is like everything boils down to the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't have, they don't have to be wrong for me to be right. Mm. I can be right and they can be right. If that is working for them in their lives, if that is giving them wholesome relationships, if that is giving them peace in their lives, go them. Mm -hmm. What are some things
2: that like maybe we could bring awareness to in our own communication our own language and I'm thinking like as a parent like I think as parents sometimes it's really easy to teach your kids not to have boundaries because it makes it a lot easier for me to be a good mom if you just listen to what I say but if they're always listening to what I say maybe they're not I'm probably crossing some of their own boundaries right so like what are some things we can bring awareness to or like take <clears throat> out of our vocabulary or our language to help that's a good
1: question. help our children or the next generation Ooh, so many thoughts on my head right okay. now that's a great question First of all, American culture, and and just for the listeners, I've lived in the U.S. since 2005, so that makes it 15, 16 years, yes, yes. yeah, and I lived in Mexico for 20 years, so about the same now, yeah. so I can pretty confidently see, like, the different cultural tendencies in each country and one of the things that i see in the u.s is that boundaries are when it comes to community they're very rigid where Mm -hmm. if it doesn't concern me if it doesn't bother me then i don't need to care whereas in latin communities they're a little bit more enmeshed more blurred more everybody's in everybody's business that said in the u.s uh and i grew up in a place in mexico that was very matriarchal uh because mayans are very matriarchal. In the U.S., what I've noticed is a lot of, like, uh, women, women especially, like, little girls are supposed to be pretty, are supposed to be uh, quiet, more compliant. We just can't expect that of girls. And of boys, they can just cross pretty much everybody's boundaries. They're just boys, you know? It's okay if, like, they destroy someone's stuff. (laughs) It's just a boy, We struggle in different things with uh, boys and girls. And definitely we uh, don't include a lot of the non-binary community still.
3: Yeah.
1: uh, Where it's just like, if you are born with this organ, you're a boy. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I'm going to raise you this way. And if you're born with this organ, you're a girl. And I'm going to raise you that way. So I think like they struggle with different not boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like for girls is the not boundary of like, I just don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And for boys it's like, I'm I i I'm entitled to everybody's space. And my voice is, is should be heard. It, yeah. So does yeah. that make, yeah, yeah. that's what I've noticed the yeah. most, especially in Utah because I've lived in Florida, California, New Jersey, I, w- I was in Michigan for a little bit, I, I was in Canada for a little bit, and I was in um, Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kansas and Utah seem like a little bit more uh, a religious community, and it seems like this is where I founded more on that end, where women are very, like, voiceless, and um, I see that struggle a lot here. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, men are just entitled. And, and men, men find insulting when a woman is, like, outspoken. It's like, it's almost like she's standoffish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reaction that I see in men here with outspoken women is very interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: As a mother of a young boy and a young girl, what are some things that I can do to help both of them? honor their boundaries like how do you do that as, as a parent
1: do you ha- well it's just like with food yeah like how do you get your kids to know what foods are good for their stomach
0: just be experimenting yeah. and asking them what they like yeah. and what works best for them yeah and, and, Maybe and even noticing too it's like- i
1: i have a boy that uh i definitely think that he suits with food a lot of he's got probably some trauma from childhood so what i tell him is start listening to your body Right Like when you eat food, sit down with it for a minute after you chew and listen to your body, same thing, mm-hmm. same thing with boundaries. Yeah. How did you feel when you went to the house of this friend? like, oh, I felt good, or you know, mm-hmm. or why are you so upset with your sibling? What just happened? right? Well, they took my toy, and I didn't like that. Oh, interesting. Why do you think it's that? Yeah, right, because it was mine, and didn't ask, oh, interesting, right? just having those conversations of, like, why do you feel like you're yeah. feeling anger? Why yeah. do you feel like you're feeling good with this, this particular yeah. person? Okay, so. Maybe
0: not just pointing out the bad, but also the good. I like that. Like, noticing when you feel pleasure. Yeah. Which would help our last conversation. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, so basically leaning into curiosity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of pleasure, like, is your kid feeling pleasure because they are just people pleasing? hmm Yeah. Oh, well, I feel really good because they're very happy with me. Oh, tell me more about it. Oh, well, we just play and do whatever they want, and it's really fun. Yeah. Do you get to do what you want? Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like you have a voice around this person? Do you feel like you can disagree with this person? Yeah. And, uh, you know, between my partner and I, we have five kids. Mm -hmm. And with each of them, we work on different boundaries.
3: Mm-hmm. with one of our
1: little girls is we encourage her to have a voice and not come to us for opinions have a voice we so and so took this from me or didn't let me play did you tell them what you were experiencing no go and tell them yeah
2: mm. uh, this is this like theme of the day okay so awareness yeah so if I want to help my children be able to recognize and, and hold their own boundaries, I kind of have to have some awareness around, like, you know, watching their behaviors and be like, oh, okay. Maybe this is, like, tricky for you. So, like, helping them work through, like, people-pleasing per
0: se.
3: Mm.
0: Well, and also, too, I think that you're asking clarifying questions And you're allowing them to build their own awareness. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm. I didn't say that I wanted, that I didn't like that you stole my toy. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then go Mm. tell them that you would like your toy back. And, you know, let's say something more were to happen in the altercation, Mm -hmm. then they could come back to you. And then maybe as a parent, you'd be like, okay, right? Like, I might step in at that point or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, what... You're asking them to grasp and analyze the conversation themselves in yeah. order for them to interpret it intuitively. Yeah. So that when they're older, right? Mm-hmm. Wait,
2: are do people are human beings intuitively? Do we have boundaries? Is it something you have to teach somebody?
1: Do you have anger?
2: Yes. yes.
1: Then you have boundaries. Anger is uh, parts of us that hold anger hold our boundaries.
2: Okay. So I don't have to teach my children how to have boundaries.
1: You can teach them to interpret a little bit more of their bodily reactions. And I think like that is just guidance, right? Yeah. Because otherwise they'll do their own interpretation. Yeah. I'm angry because you did this to me versus like, hey, I I really wanted to play with that toy. Is it okay if we share the toy?
3: Yeah. Cully,
2: it seems so easy. (laughs)
1: yeah it seems but you know when you have like a trigger and yeah a part of you is like activated and it's just
3: yeah okay
2: and that's when you notice the the patterns and you talk to your therapist about it
1: yeah you can talk to your partner about it too like hey i really struggle with this milk really hurts my tummy (laughs)
2: you know right
1: right and when you know when there is uh, metaphorical milk in the relationship you can say like oh seems like my tummy's hurting right now yeah I've noticed that I'm feeling like hurting something I'm I didn't metabolize something really well right now yeah but I own it yeah like
3: that
1: yeah and this is definitely not in the case of an abusive relationship. You do not do that. You don't own to an abusive partner, that kind of things, because that's that's not safe. That is not a, an emotional matter. Like usually we fawn with abusive behaviors, right? And so we don't do that with a person that is not completely safe. Um, can you just
0: define or clarify what abusive behaviors or a relationship might look like? Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking only like a black eye.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) You know, there is physical abuse also that is not discovered until after women leave abusive relationships or men. Uh, There's like uh, the, you know, accidental shoving and accidental, I got your finger on the car door again or you know all this accidental physical stuff so that that aside all the physical stuff if you feel like you're really clumsy in your relationship and you're already feeling a little bit like off you probably want to start taking an inventory of your quote-unquote clumsiness and if your partner is involved in your clumsiness there's probably being physical abuse so that's a side. That's mm-hmm. a, a more obvious one, right? Gaslighting. Most of us can gaslight. Like, like if, if, um, if Carissa comes to me and tells me, like, your energy is, like, bad. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like, my, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not gaslighting Carissa. I am the owner of my experience. Now, if she says, hey, when you insulted me, like, I'm not okay with that. Right. That that is not OK with me. That's that's different. Does that make sense? Like because yes. sometimes yeah. uh, abusers use that like you're gaslighting me because they want to say like, oh, you are you are acting crazy. And and then you're like, well, I'm not I'm not like I'm just you know, I'm just being myself oh, well, you're gaslighting me. Mm, that's not how it works, <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: right? Gaslighting is when someone questions your experience of something, right? Mm-hmm. And someone could say, like, well, you're abusing me, and you're just stating a boundary. Like, we talked about it, right? Like, some people yeah. take boundaries as a punishment. Yes. You're punishing me, Right. No, it's not a punishment, it's a boundary. You're gaslighting me, right? You hear that mental gymnastics a lot, yes, right? So here's here's the thing, though. I mean, a therapist will help you to know if you're in an abusive relationship or not, right? Because it is very tricky. Here's the thing, though. If in a relationship you do not feel safe to disagree without it becoming a big conflict, if in a relationship you don't you don't find your par- your partner being curious and um, asking clarifying questions, uh, being connecting, um, if you find yourself being crit- criticized constantly, uh, if you find yourself uh, being held in contempt often, if you find yourself being stonewalled, if you find yourself being what are the force horsemen of Gottman? You can Google it. Yeah, that's those are probably more abusive behaviors in a relationship. Okay. Does that mean that the relationship has to end? No. Right. It just means that we can improve our relationship by making it more wholesome, that's Absolutely. all. Yeah. And so it, th- that's what I was saying, that it's such a disservice to just say, like, that person is toxic. We can all be toxic at one yeah. point or the other, and we can be interpreted as toxic by <laughs> different people, you know? Sure. Yeah. And so it's more like, how do I handle when I feel like my boundary is being crossed? How do I handle that? Yeah. Do I have to make others less in order to feel like I'm right?
0: Yeah.
1: Does that answer the yes. question?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You are absolutely incredible.
2: It seemed so confusing starting it, and I'm like, that's well, actually pretty, pretty
0: clear. It's pretty clear. It feels very clear. There seems to be maybe something inside of me that I need to work on because it's brought up maybe some sadness in my hmm. some of the interactions that mm-hmm. I've had or been participating in, hmm. the simplicity of it is kind of killing my ego because Mm. I want it to be hard, maybe, or, you know, like Mm. this idea, but it's like, oh, I just need to come back to that awareness inside of me. And um, when you said the people who love you, who really love you and want what's best for you, want to honor that. Mm. That really just sunk. That was...
3: Yeah. That's hard because sometimes the people that... quote should love us the most don't yeah Yeah.
2: I think that's why families are really tricky that's a really tricky place to hold boundaries because like these are the people who should Mm -hmm. love us yeah and
0: protect us and
1: well yeah there there is this like I mean especially in my latin community that you know family's everything and you know is sacred and and blood is thick and thicker than water, and it's like, no. <laughs> like, we need to stop that. We don't live in tribes anymore. Like, the bears are not going to eat us if we are not with our family. That's it's fine. Now we're in a different yeah. get-your-own-family where boundaries are respected, where people see you progressing and cheer for you and will challenge you when you're not being accountable and – not enable you I mean yeah.
2: yeah yeah well was there a time in your life where like it was hard for you to hold a boundary
1: yeah I, I did oh <laughs> still <laughs> it's very easy to talk about it but in practice it is a dynamic it is a practice yeah it is a practice and like any practice is going to it's an art and so you get better the more you do it and you get better with the people that you practice it the most you know and so was there a time oh f- yeah like with certain people I well Evie
2: Sue is that you yeah. hey baby girl I need you to go out of the kitchen okay love I'm almost done the, the sounds you're making it picked up on the microphone I love you please I'll let you know when you can come back in okay okay thank you lovey <laughs> I love her. okay okay the, re- the reason I mean even
1: just like that you have to tell yourself that you love her because you feel bad that you're like kicking her out.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hurt her feelings.
1: That's yeah. Okay. Ooh, see?
2: Therapize me. What do you what am I doing? Am I people pleasing or I can't hold oh, a boundary? Yeah, like why would she on?
1: be upset? Like that that you have a boundary. Why could you not have this space for you for the next 4 hours? If oh, you wanted, I'm because yeah. I'm
2: I am scared that she is going
3: to think that
2: To feel
1: rejected? Like yes. you feel rejected? It's a different dynamic.
3: Okay a moment, <laughs>
2: while we cry, <laughs> yeah, I feel very apologetic. Yeah, you're projecting
1: For
2: my existence. Yeah,
1: you're projecting that little girl that felt pretty rejected, huh? I guess so. <laughs> Next, <laughs> none okay. of us that love you ever feel rejected by you.
2: Really. Okay.
1: It's like me asking if I'm like tough on myself. That's like an obvious one.
2: Okay. Welcome to my therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on. So this makes sense. If I can have the space I need to. To do this project that I love so much, then that allows me to love myself and love my children. And yeah. when I don't have that space then they feel like resentment or if I feel like I can't have that space because I'm a mom. So like I can't have that space. And to that that
1: fawning that you did. So fawning is like creating a false sense of security, right? Okay. And so when I try and there's nothing wrong with like survival mechanisms. Yeah. They're helpful. Like, yeah. So, so no no like we need accommodating people like you in the world and we need fighters like me in the world and you know we need all kinds of uh survival mechanisms but but yeah that what you just did Mm -hmm. i love her so much can you please leave the kitchen yeah hey leave the kitchen i'm using still the living room yeah and your fear is that she's feeling that rejection that that's a projection right absolutely i do that with my kids yes the projection is like they hate i always feel like they hate me like i hated my dad yes because i don't hate my dad but i the fear
2: it's actually yes well with your
1: dad you probably felt fear with my dad i hated him i wanted him to yeah die yeah like yeah and so i every time i discipline my kids i'm like i am my dad yeah and so that's just a projection yeah it's baby carissa yeah parenting your kids
3: yeah.
0: We've been conditioned to be responsible for other
3: people's emotions. Yes. Yes. To make ourselves small for others. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't feel like it's okay for me to take this time, and so I just feel so apologetic. Like, I'm so sorry that's taking so long. Like You have a hard time so taking much. up
1: space. Yeah. Okay. But that's but fine. another thing is, like, be a little bit more fair with your parenting because your yeah. kid doesn't feel rejected yeah. whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Okay. Any, yes what does that mean though being like saying more fair yeah like hey we're doing something in here like what when do you, you mean by that like
1: I'll, I'll use myself as an example when i yell at my kids that's when i'm like i am a tyrant like my dad mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. i'm literally the same if i'm gonna be fair i'm gonna be fair Oh no! My dad never apologized. My dad never took time with, him, my, me, with me. My dad never bought things for me. My dad, right? So if I'm gonna, am fa- gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair. Yeah. And so you add into add that into consideration because at that moment, you know, little Annie gets triggered, and so I just feel like they hate me like I hated my dad.
3: Yeah,
1: we're just projecting. Yeah, I do that. I still do that all the time, and like I'm, I've like cried to my partner yeah. all the time about that. Like I'm a horrible mom, and you know, yeah, because all we have is our lived experience. Yeah, so it makes sense that we project, we project onto our kids. That's empathy, right? Yeah, we don't want them to feel yeah. what we've felt.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's yeah. so like in that moment when you feel like, oh, it was hard for you to have a boundary, or it's hard for me to feel like it's okay for me to have boundaries. Like if you could go back to a time um, when you were feeling that, like, what's the one thing you would say? Is it, okay, you can feel that, but be fair, and let's take an honest Yeah, assessment. I think that that's
1: been very helpful for me. Okay. Like, with boundaries, it's just like, hey, be fair. My emotional corrective experience with myself is, yeah. okay, be fair. Yeah. I really like
3: that. Yeah.
2: We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible.
0: From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at Pod, Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at Pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out. I
2: can't believe we got a live action
3: moment there. <laughs> Wasn't planning on that. <laughs>